Hey, what's up guys? My name is Caitlin Anderson and my group has been assigned relational dialectics. Um, upon researching this topic, I found a great article by Valerie Lynn Schrader, who is an associate professor of communication arts and science at Penn State. This article gives an amazing example that helped me better understand what relational dialectics were and how often they were used in everyone's lives. Every relationship or friendship has a string of relational dialectics that steer friendships and relationships different ways. These can be good ways or bad ways, and I've learned that it's all dependent on our understanding and humility of what relational dialectics actually are. So the example that is given, um, it's a little cheesy, but it's tension through stretchy string. So for this example, you get three pieces of string that are all about a yard long, and each one is a different color. So you're gonna need a partnership, so like two people, and you're gonna tie each string to the wrist and ankle of the partners, which will pretty much just tie them together. These strings are going to indicate that they are technically in a relationship or a friendship, either one. You're gonna have them stand about a yard away from each other so that you can feel the tension within the stretchy string. Each colored string represents a different tension that can rise in a relationship or friendship. Red could be connection or autonomy. Blue could be like routine or novelty and green could be openness or privacy. Once you've gotten this far, you're gonna state a scenario such as a partner in a relationship decides they want to have more privacy. These scenarios can vary from all different types of relational dialectics. Autonomy, connections, openness, closeness, novelty, and predictability are just the tip of the iceberg in relational dialectics. Connections could be sharing your actions and decisions with a loved one or having a relationship with someone or something. Openness could be sharing ideas and feelings with others or just being accessible. Closeness could be your desire to maintain your own privacy or to set limits that will not be passed. Novelty could be desire in being new, original, or unusual in your own or partner's relationship. And predictability could be your desire for consistency, reliability, and dependability. Depending on the way the two partners agree or disagree, the partners will either push the strings together to lessen the tension, or they will pull farther apart, which will strengthen the tension. After you've done this example, or this lesson, I guess, there's a couple questions that you could ask. First, like, how did it feel when your partner wanted more privacy when you were happy with the way things were? Did you find any of the scenarios uncomfortable to adjust with tension? Or how could you tell when your partner wanted to change in the relationship? Honestly, these were merely three of many tensions that exist in every relationship in our lives. Every relationship has tension. This activity that was performed allowed for the students to clearly see how a complex theoretical concept works through a concrete example. Oh man, it looks like we got a caller coming in today. Hey, what's up? What's your name? Hey, I'm Cammie. What's up, Cammie? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm pretty well. So, do you think that, like, you yourself, like, have a pretty good understanding of what relational dialectics are? You know, I'm gonna be completely honest. I have never heard of relational dialectics before. Yeah, I'm right there with you. But, um... It really made more sense when you were explaining the string analogy Mm -hmm. um, I really like that, but uh, if you could share a personal experience, I think I would get more depth meaning of what it is. Yeah, of course. I've got one. 
Um, so like I've experienced relational dialectics my entire life just through friendships and relationships with family and friends and I've never really noticed it until I've like researched this and okay. honestly it's not an easy concept. Yeah. I've had like a past friendship that kind of fell apart because I guess I don't know kind of dramatic but honestly we just didn't really communicate with each other very well. Okay. And I feel like communication is a key factor in friendships because of you know reassurance like just other things like that. And so me and my friend, we'll just call her Cammie. We'll call All her right, Cammie okay, just yeah. for fun. Yeah. yeah. So say me and Cammie were super tight, like the beginning of our senior year together. And we played a sport together and it was a good time. And we just kind of like we communicated and we would hang out every once in a while. But it was never like how it was, I guess, our junior year. We could say that. And I think it was because, like, we were both kind of getting stressed out with deciding what we wanted to do, like, with the rest of our lives. Because we had to decide what college to go to. I had to decide if I wanted to play college basketball or not. That was a big factor of my life. And um, honestly, the communication wasn't there. And I just think I realized that she became, or I guess you became... A lot more closed off like you just wanted to maintain your own privacy and you set like a lot of limits for me and I didn't know how to deal with that <laughs> you could say that our red string was very tense it was about to break and um, I think that I just had to come to the realization that like friendships are gonna be like that and yeah. Sure. your string isn't going to be loose all the time like it's going to be tense and that's totally okay but it's also really important to realize that that is happening and that's occurring because at first I was really confused I was scared because I didn't want to like lose our friendship but I was also not being like treated I guess or just getting enough reassurance and so like I said that red string was just really tight and um, I just came to the realization that it's okay to have those certain aspects in friendships. And yeah. um, I don't know. To this day, like, we're still pretty good friends. Like, um, I call her up all, all the time. Like, we haven't hung out a ton because I'm in college. But, you know, mm -hmm. I think that it was just a really good experience for me because I came to understand what, like what part of our friendship was bugging us and how we could have fixed it and how we did fix it. And I don't know, just learning about this topic and gaining a better understanding of what relational dialectics actually are have helped me understand like how relationships and friendships can really flourish or I guess go downhill. Yeah. But you know, did that help at all? Yeah, no, that, that totally did. It makes me think of, you know, friendships like, I've had like you where it didn't go very well, but I've also had friendships where it did because the relational dialectics was even, there was a good balance. And yep. so I really think that it really makes sense. That was a good example. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's really important to just honestly know what they are. And I, before researching this topic and doing this project, I really had no idea what a relational dialectic was <laughs> and I couldn't even say it, but you know, after doing this topic and like researching and reading and like thinking of my personal examples it's just a key factor in all of our lives and i don't know man it's just it's really good <laughs> all 
right now I'm going to be passing the phone over to Maribel to see what her insight on this topic is. Hello everyone, my name is Maribel Reese. My group's topic is relational dialectives. Relational dialectives can be applied in interpersonal relationships. The behavioral changes in partners can be comprehended by the contradictions that balances the relationships. To maintain relationships, it is important to understand the concept of relational dialectives. It is implied in our everyday lives because we all have experienced some struggles or tensions in relationships that we might not understand why they get out of hand, but we still try to find ways to better the situation. The first dialective that I wanted to share is autonomy and connection. Everyone has experienced the need to be independent to be able to figure out how to do things on their own with no need of no one's help. We have also felt the need to be close to someone to share interests or just to be close to them to be able to share personal things. People want to feel like people don't want to feel like their space is being invaded by others. In the article that I found that was introduced by Leslie Baxter, she mentions that for a relationship to continue, people have to have a bond, to be bonded physically and mentally. I think what she means by this is if people stay bonded with one another, they will still be able to continue to share personal experiences or what's happening in their lives, what's bothering them. They will have that bond, they will stay connected, their friendship will continue to grow and grow. And if they don't have that bond, their relationship may go downhill and maybe they won't be able to grow that relationship again. I personally have experienced this when I decided I wanted to be dependent and do things on my own and I needed my own space without telling anybody the things that I was facing, some people would try to take it the wrong way and try to make me feel bad for it. But I had to think about myself and put my feelings into consideration. And having my own space was a good decision, but I also felt like sometimes I wanted to be close to someone to tell them how I'm feeling. But in my case, it was hard for me to do that because People would talk among themselves. If I would share something with someone, the next thing you know, everyone that was around my circle knew. So I just decided to keep things private. Another one, another I wanted to share is novelty and predictability. Novelty is doing something new and different. Predictability is being familiar with the same routines. Everyone likes having routines to feel prepared for the day. Having routines can become boring that people will then want to change things and do things differently to be able to feel secure. Um, I used to work at a grocery store at the deli. The manager was always unfair and unorganized. She never listened to nobody's concerns or ideas. And she would expect us to do things the hard way. And if we changed things, and even if it was good, she would get upset and report us. 
the environment was really toxic um she would she would make she would make all of make some of us feel like our work was unappreciated if we like or we weren't doing enough once we still tried our hardest to do our work and be able to finish it um most of us wanted a change but others were too afraid to ask for one because they thought that no one was gonna believe the way that she was acting with us um she would favorite some of the employees and once we reported that to the bosses they didn't believe us so a lot of us got tired of the same thing and decided to quit that may have led to changes or maybe it didn't who knows these dialectives i shared can create tensions in healthy relationships which is why people should be aware on how to deal with ten tensions tensions are normal once we face them we will learn from them and we will grow from them wow maribel that was great insight i really liked your um personal examples that was great now we're going to hear from Hannah just to see what she has to think about everything. Hey guys, um, my name is Hannah Guzman and my group is assigned relational dialectics. I don't know what that word means. Okay, now I do, but I did not. And I was assigned this a while ago and I did not know what it meant until like three days ago. And I'm going to help you guys out because I'm gonna help you understand this. So, for example, let's start with looking up relational dialectics in Google. Let's see what pops up. Wait, I spelled that wrong. Okay, this is what it says in Google, relational dialectics. Relational dialectics is an interpersonal communication theory about close personal ties and relationships that highlights the tension, struggles, and interplay between contrary ten tendencies. Did that make any sense to you? Yes, no, okay, it didn't make any sense to me because that's just a lot of, that's a lot of words, I don't know. It was hard and I wanted a good example to, for me to better understand relational dialectics and I found an article and this article is called Relational Dialectics, Friends or More and it is about re these researchers um, were trying to help these couples that were having these these tensions in their lives and how to overcome them but these researchers were smart because these people it was hard for them to talk about their faults and their trials and not get defensive about it so they used an episode of friends so this episode of friends is i'm gonna find out the episode right now episode 14 third season and it's called the one with phoebe's ex-partner i have never seen the tv show friends so i had to kind of know who who was who because i'm going to give a good example here but before i start every intimate relationship is bound to have tensions i mean people are going to argue or they're going to have little fights but these researchers were trying to help other people figure out what they had to do and communicate to get over these and build a stronger relationship. So communication event is useful to study because it helps 
um, others understand really what they need to do in terms of dialectical tensions. And so they gave this example. And the, these researchers' names are Baxter and Montgomery. So they identified keys, key areas of relationships that bring out tensions. That is development, closeness, certainty, openness, and the boundary between self-relationship and society. So watching other couples go through these issues, like on a screen, on TV, is easier for you to understand and other people understand. So for example, they have Ross and Rachel. I don't know who they are, but this was a good, good example. So Ross and Rachel are a couple. Ross is the guy, Rachel's the girl, and they were friends before. And now they have to figure out their freedom now that they're a couple. And Rachel wants freedom. Ross is a little clingy, and it's hard for him to give her that freedom as a couple now. Anyways, um, so they're serious now. And I'm going to role play. Please bear with me. So I'm gonna pretend to be Ross and Rachel in this one part of the episode and during their argument or whatever. Okay, here I go. I'm starting off to be Ross and then I'll be Rachel. So here I go. Ross says, no, I, I wanted to be with you. I, I don't know. I feel like lately, like, I feel like you're away from me, you know, with this new job, all these new people, and you have a whole other life going on. I, I, I know it's dumb, but I hate I'm not a part of it. And then Rachel says, it's not dumb, but maybe it's okay you're not a part of it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like, I, I like you're not involved in that part of my life. And then Ross says, that's a little clearer, meaning, hey, that was pretty blunt and that kind of hurt my feelings. And then Rachel says, look, it, it, it doesn't mean I don't love you because I do. I love you. I love you so much. But my work, it's for me, you know? I'm out here on my own and I'm doing it and it's, it's scary, but I love it because it's mine. I, I, but, but that is okay, right? And then Ross says, sure. But he's hugging her while he's doing it. So over her shoulder, he's mouthing no. Like he's not okay with it. He's uncomfortable. And that was the scene. That was the example of dialectical tensions for these couples to understand. Um, so Rachel has this level head. She knows what she wants. She wants more freedom. And Ross does not understand that. But thanks to Rachel's good communication skills, she was able to calm Ross down, letting him know, hey, we're going to have, a f we're going to be fine. Our relationship's going to be good. But I, I need freedom. I want this my career to be mine and I want to do that on my own. So in conclusion, relational dialectics can help make or break a relationship, but it's all dependent on your communication. And Rachel was a good way to get, or a good example of getting through those. Um, sorry, my train of thought. She was able to communicate perfectly to Ross of what she wanted. And so this research was helped to remind people that dialectical tensions do exist. And if a couple is able to get through them and strengthen themselves, then that will definitely improve the relationship.
So shout out Baxter and Montgomery, these researchers that found this episode and gave it to these other couples to understand their dialectical tensions and how to overcome them. So that was my example. And I hope you understood that a little bit more. And sorry if I took so long to explain that. But um, relational dialectics are involved in any kind of relationship. And it is our job to, well, not really our job, but how are we going to get over it? And that is through communication. And that will help strengthen a friendship. So I hope you understood that and were able to, to learn a little bit more about relational dialectics. All right. Thank you, guys. Okay, Hannah. Wow, that was a great example. I've never really seen Friends, but I've heard it's a great show. And honestly, I think that you should take up acting after um, how you acted out that scene. That was great. But um, now we're going to hear from Jose just to see what he thinks about this topic. Hello, my name is Jose Campos, and I have chosen an article titled Dialectical Tensions in Relationships by Leslie Baxter and Christina Sharp two colleagues from the Department of Communication Studies from the University of Iowa. The main reason I have chosen this article is because I myself am in a relationship right now, and I I was hoping to gain some knowledge from it that would benefit me. Right off the bat, I had learned that dialectical tensions are the needs, wants, and goals, and how they are important, and I learned how they are important to, to relationships. For example, I was in a, I guess you would say, bad relationship, because we didn't have kind of the same needs and goals. Yes, we both wanted to go to college, but no, it would be like different and different colleges. And we was just, it didn't click. But now uh, I'm in a new relationship and I consider this one to be really good, really healthy because we do have the same needs and wants. Because for example, we are going to the same college and we won't be able to, we won't be separated. So therefore our goals will be the same and our needs will be also the same, I guess you could say. Uh, I also thought that, um, I also found interesting was the first approach. Scholars conceived of dialectical tensions as conditions slash needs, I guess, which kind of made made me get a bit mixed up because at first the, the term they gave me was needs, uh, needs, wants, and goals. But as I kept reading, it just... It just showed how dialectical tensions has been developed over the years. And throughout this whole uh, research I had done, it was more of having two approaches, which I didn't really get at the beginning. Their um, hands forth, I was mixed up. Then learning the second approach made me get a lot clearer up on the, on the dialectical tension subject and how it has uh, developed different meanings because the second approach, it talked about uh, conceptualized dialectical tension and being referred to as contradictions, as discursive. Uh, I, for one, think contradictions are kind of not always a bad thing in relationships because having that, I guess, that dialogue with one another and seeing how maybe the other person is right, maybe the other person's wrong, kind of helps out the relationship by having seen the other person's point of view and is why I feel like it developed uh, dialectical tensions had developed that way because of what I just had mentioned 
and this is basically what I had got from the dialectical tensions and relationships. Now I would like to pass it on to Peyton. Hi, this is Peytona McCauley. I am in the group of relational dialects. For my paper, it talked more about how we are emotionally connected. Like it doesn't always have to be uh, for relationships to work. It doesn't always have to be physical. It can be emotionally, sensually. And my paper talked about how it is easier to communicate with someone sensually or emotionally to get onto a deeper level. There was also a part that said that relational dialects, like the theory of it, is that we are able to talk to each other like in, through our minds. Like, you know, when you're talking to your friend and they say something and they're like, oh, and then you're like, yeah, 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 like without even or like knowing about it. Like, you, that's more of what they're saying in this article. And that to me, that happens all the time me and my friends will constantly say something and be like we all we don't even have to finish the sentence and i think that connects to my day-to-day -day life because that happens all the time and i guarantee that happens with other people as well um my paper also talked about how re relationships need communication especially good communication because if your partner is off thinking something else about your relationship and that's not what you think it can really mess things up with you and how you perceive your guys's relationship and that's another thing that has happened a lot i feel like that could be for anyone that in order to have a good, healthy, maintaining relationship, you have to be on the same page about things. And that's what my paper was talking about in some ways, and I think that definitely connects to me as well as other people. Um, well, that is it for my section. I am now passing it over to Caitlin. Thank you, Peyton. That was really great insight, and I definitely agree with the, like, intellectual thing between friends i have definitely had that happen well that is everyone in our group and um i guess that's it i think that we all did a great job and i hope that whoever listens to this can get a better understanding of what relational dialectics are and i know i did doing this project and i'm pretty sure everyone in my group did but yeah i, I feel like we hit it out of the park